Hello and welcome to another podcast from Fact Liverpool. My name is Leslie and I'm part of the exhibitions team at Fact, the UK's leading organisation for the support and exhibition of art and film that embraces new technology and explores digital culture. The following podcast is part of a project called Reform by Tammy Reynolds, Natalia Bedkowska and Dot Alma for Fact Together in partnership with Dada Fest 2020. Their commission is part of our Living Planet online programme. This year-long programme has examined different types of ecologies and dealt with issues ranging from climate justice and the importance of stopping to listen to non-human voices to thinking about how we develop communities, who we consider as being part of our environment and how that affects the way we interact with others. The following conversation centres mainly on the artist's experience of producing an accessible digital work which focuses on and from the disabled body. We hope you enjoy listening. This is Reform by Tammy Reynolds, a queer crip dwarf, and me, Natalia Budkowska, a queer crip non-dwarf. Reform is a medley of visuals, audio, and text exploring what happens when disabled people control the gaze. Full exhibition available at reformexhibition.com. I am Tammy Reynolds. I also would like to introduce Dot Alma, who was our audio describer that we worked with. They also do drag and you can find them on Instagram as Callum Kirali, I'm going to guess. And they are a queer audio describer. Also want to thank Quiplash, who the organisation that got us in touch with Dot in the first place, offer queer audio description services. We did an online exhibition with Dada Fest together, so thank you to Dada Fest, which is out now, which was basically exploring the dwarf body um, and having an audio descriptive process alongside it where the person describing the body was the person who had the body and how important it was um, for that to be a possibility. What you're gonna hear is just a bit of interaction with each other about audio describing some photos of me which you'll be able to find on the FACT website so thank you very much FACT for this commission. Seeing the images that we were describing and also us talking about why it's important to audio describe and how interesting it can be of an experience not just to create access but to actually explore how you can kind of how you want to communicate your identity to other people. I think audio and image description reduces ego, encourages self-awareness and increases a sense of responsibility. Now that everything's virtual, it's even more important to self-describe and communicate exactly who you are, whether that's the colour of your skin, your gender, your visible kind of essence. So I just wanted to thank you again, all the organisations involved in making this project happen. Thank you to Scale when we photographed um, the initial project, which was just an amazing experience and having a possibility to share with you um, our vision and our ideas and our concepts. Um, So yeah, thank you for everyone and to everyone who helped us along the way. Thank you very much. We promise this uh, podcast will not be too long for you to have to listen to our beautiful voices um, talk. I think it's going to be around, I'm going to say, 23 minutes, 47 seconds. So I hope you enjoy that exact number that I predicted will be the length of this. Thank you. Hello, 
A white female with dwarfism. I have short curly brown hair. I stand statuesque draped in cream material as if in a Grecian robe. A white wall is behind me. A swirl of the cream fabric creeps towards the lens of the camera, snaking across a wooden floor. My right leg is slightly exposed and I stare pensively to the left of the room. My right arm is held by my side, my left across my chest, my nails bold and red. So I'm going to go and kind of delve in a bit about this because I'm just hearing you describing that then was weird because, because I'm thinking of this outside of what we've been doing before now and I'm like hearing it as a non-expert but after experiencing this already I'm kind of hearing it separately it's not just a learning thing now and mm -hmm. I'm like more of just an understanding of the process and hearing you describe that in the first person just sounded kind of absurd having someone audio describe me it would be third person if you were just like dot if you watched me perform you would be saying in third person is that correct yeah which is just so disconnected to me like she is standing rather i am standing yeah like that just really seems completely disconnected from the idea of what performance even is it comes into that that thing that I talked about, the things being subjective and objective. Um, because if you're doing audio description, it's coming out of your lens. Um, so it's always it's always going to be a coming out of my lens of the way that I'm describing people. Um, so I can do as much as physically possible um, to be informed of how that person wants to be described and how and I think that's again that thing being being a queer audio describer and working for a lot of queer performance, uh, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You would you would kind of include different type of describing and different words depending on who you're describing and what their vibe is, what kind mm. of person they are. Something that you would audio describe for a queer performer wouldn't be the same if it was just a spoken word poet. You this you you'd use different words, different emotions, different ways of describing it, just to kind of fit with the personality of whoever you're describing. But then it's that thing of like not if it's you, it's more of an interpretation unless you've had a conversation with the person beforehand. Like you're you're yeah you're cult, like you as an audio describer as an independent person outside of that world are capable of interpreting it from your own lens, and then that being interpreted by whoever's accessing your service thing of when i've had to tell audio describers or access workers during performance even with work digitally recently i've had to kind of reassure them that they're safe to describe me in this way they become a gatekeeper if they don't like adhere to that and i think that's why it's interesting working with a queer audio describer because they understand the importance of accuracy. How we're seen, yeah. I don't think anyone would give a justice of who we are as performers if it wasn't someone like, as in you, Dot. It would be a different experience that I probably wouldn't want to have. So with this one, so would you describe me in this order of like what's going on in the foreground, essentially, and then move I'd back. definitely identify that you're there first um i'm trying to think of which way around I, like so do you want me to start this description as if like we've not seen you before i think so because i think it could potentially 
in the um this is like all of these aren't necessarily speaking to each other in the same way so it's not just a pretty you know backdrop and pretty pictures this is the whole raw thing of what we see and that's what we want people to see because this is this is the real picture so we're revealing the space but we're also revealing you as just you know that kind of intimate moment of this is me and if we if if kind of the idea of the project was to show people how your body looks and how you look what a better way than a candid photo of you just being yourself and me just sitting back do you know what I mean Mm. okay great um so Tammy would you like me to start again just with your person description so it's whether you want to describe like I'm stood in this room and then describe what you look like and describe kind of what you're wearing and how you're standing or if you want to start like immediately being like this is what I look like and then this is what the rest of the photograph looks like I'm gonna pose a question back to you oh go on which is as someone who's seeing this photo and as someone who's seeing me is the most standy out thing the fact that I'm a dwarf first or is it the what the dwarf is doing and the fact that they're a dwarf. My immediate train of thought is there's a person standing in this in a photography studio, they have dwarfism, they're wearing they're wearing this and they're posing like this. In that order. So it's yeah. set up kind of dwarfism studio. I'd, that's how I kind of get the feeling of how I want to describe it. Otherwise it feels a bit like I as a dwarf and with an agenda behind this image of it wanting to be dwarf visibility. If you feel that that's like the the impact that you want behind the photographs, then you could describe it that way around. But then I think no, because that feels a bit too controlling in some way of what up down to what people's perspective. I want people to be open to the interpretation of it. I think the main thing is that I want to include the fact that I'm a dwarf. Like that's like things I've had in the past with people who've audio described me, they've not mentioned that I'm a dwarf, like that kind of thing. So I think it's the fact that it's mentioned is enough for me, but I like to make sure the order is not uh, with a kind of dwarf propaganda state. I've just caught what you said, that audio describers haven't described that you have dwarfism. That's literally happened. Like they've just said woman or performer or something. It's so important to know who it is on stage. Absolutely. Similar to when people describe, decide not to describe race, for example, uh, and potentially like white describers are doing this with a view of like, oh, well, you know, that means that I'm being, like, I'm just, just, you know, I'm describing people equally, when actually therefore it's like an eraser of someone's race. It might potentially feel like, I don't know if it felt like for you, but if someone's not, someone's disability is not necessarily being described, it does feel a bit strange. It, it did feel like that. And I think the main thing is that I am visible as a dwarf all the time. And so then for someone to decide the time I want to be visible the most, they don't let me be yeah. by just not referring. Like that kind of almost erases. I, I imagine this is the same for people who've experienced erasure like that before, but like it almost erases all of the struggle I don't think is the right word but all the discrimination that I face to get to that point it kind of feels like it's completely not been regarded I mean it's so, it's so rarely audio description anyway like it needs to be way more used like BSL is it seems to be I would say used more than audio description is and I think now that I've had to primarily be moved on to a very static form of visual art 
where I don't get to be able to always explain and define myself for everyone who sees me. I've kind of said like I lift folds of the material off my left leg, but would it work me just saying my bare left leg? So it's not sexy, mm. but it is like descriptive. Yeah, it's demonstrating that I'm not wearing anything. Yeah, nice. and it's a lot nicer. It doesn't imply anything that it could be in a way sexy or anything like that, but it still makes it nice and intimate. It's more of a gracious way of describing the body, and I think it suits the photo a lot better. Such a beautiful colour combination. Mm. Oh, thank you. Oh, no. I knew exactly what I was doing. Do you yeah. want me to put something about the fact that your nipples are slightly visible? Yes, please. Mm. Why do yeah. you think we went to all that effort? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you were going to audio describe it. Now nothing makes sense until it's audio described. Oh. It's not valid unless it's audio described. Mm-hmm. Does body weight ever come into it or body shape when you've done audio description in the past? Like I know a lot of people who are fat activists and fat performers and identify as fat. And I wonder how they get audio described if they do. I think with the process that I go through for audio description, again, I ask people's person descriptions of of them so they get that choice of like how their body wants to be described it's difficult because i think in british english especially we're very we kind of shy away from describing people's body mm. shapes or if we end up describing people's body straight shapes we go totally to the other side and use very shaming language um and again it kind of for me it loops back to making sure that the person being described has has the comfort level and like has control of their narrative well as in obviously some of us would be comfortable with revealing and presenting our body type out loud with the other description either it's belly hips and all that kind of stuff but not every performer is ready to expose that not and not every performer might be ready to hear that about themselves and they want to protect their own kind of vision of how they want to be perceived and I guess it's just yeah how they feel about themselves sometimes that can be difficult as well well not difficult because I think also with audio description there is that thing that you don't want to gatekeep information from um anyone using the service um so like for example like I would never describe myself as like a short black person because I'm neither of those things so I do think it's important to be accurate about the way you're describing person but there are so many different ways that like there's so much different language that you can use to describe people so I'm thinking in terms of me looking at that I fluctuate between identifying as fat sometimes and, and not and there's not really like shame attached to it necessarily but there's more like I don't want to take up space in the fat community when I might I'm like passing not fat I wonder if there is a fat performer on the stage and I'm using the term fat as a positive, not negatively infused like statement. But I wonder if the audio describer would make the executive decision if they hadn't had a conversation beforehand. Like it's interesting because mm -hmm. there's so many in the same way with the word midget, there are negative connotations to it, which would restrict them from using it and saying it at all which then the sighted person or the person not using the audio description would benefit, like seeing the kind of cultural importance of what, what that person's doing on stage. Like it's just a whole thing. Sorry, I just, I find it so interesting. And you kind of choose how you're going to make that journey of discovering how your body looks and what certain parts are taken 
more time to describe than others because contextually it makes sense with the idea of the project. I think there's also a whole thing to talk about, well, not to talk about, but just to reference the fact that I think shame has like a huge part of how people learn to identify themselves. There's fat shaming, there's body shaming, there's... I think it's been really interesting working with you, Tammy, because like as someone who's not a dwarf, I, I think I've asked a lot of questions uh, and I think I've tried as far as possible to be to like give you the autonomy to carry how how you want to be described. But I also do realise that that's potentially like a lot of like a lot of emotional labour to put on someone to be like, okay, you need you need to tell me all these things. So on one hand, I'm like, oh, I get people to describe themselves quite a lot, and then I'm like, actually, am I asking like an awful lot of emotional labour of people um, to potentially be describing themselves to me? I mean, I find it the opposite because I find it a bit more freeing because it kind of, I'd rather be able to do it straight away than have to hear it be wrong and then become aware of the fact that there is a world out there that wouldn't be able to describe me correctly. I mean, I would feel very tired after some of our meetings and that was no nothing to do with, like, on a collection view or anything. I was just spending, what, we could say four hours sometimes just looking at photos of me describing it getting it absolutely right, having it read out back to me whilst looking at the photo and that kind of thing. It's a very, I think it's a very humbling experience, but it's very strange. And it, but it's equally not humbling because it's completely narcissistic in some way. <laughs> like it's a very strange combination. Because I was reading back the ones that we've just done and I was like, oh, is it they're really repetitive? Is it going to read really oddly if people read it one after the other? And actually, I, I, I don't know, I'm kind of liking it because this is repetition of this uh, phrase, I'm a white female with dwarfism. Probably sounds and reads a bit like a poem as well, like having a kind of mantra. I genuinely learn words, which is really exciting because we're trying to find different words to describe the same thing. And then we throw in loads of kind of poetical almost um, description and I genuinely learn words for doing our description. I was discovering the description of my own work in different words. And I thought that was one of the most brilliant things that you can do with your own work, with your own project and your art. Give it someone to audio scribe, you'll never look at it the same way. It opens up so many different doors and windows about what you're doing. <laughs> I like that you included windows. <laughs> um, would you describe this as a close-up of you? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. I love that tiny little tight curl that is just showing on the background. This makes it feel really natural and really candid. I kind of want to say something about this strand that you, this, the kind of curl of hair that you describing, Natalia. And I wanted to ask you, Tammy, kind of how much you want to describe the look of your arms um, or whether you want me to be quite neutral in, in how I'm describing you. Because uh, at the moment I'm I'm quite neutral. I'm just like I'm you know looking down at my arm with a small tattoo of a sausage dog. No, I think you're right. And like the way I'm I'm really obsessed with the way that my right arm looks. If if my arms look like non-dwarf arms, then I would just say arms, but mm -hmm. because they are different. I like I personally, especially talking now, appreciate like we've been appreciating the body and the skin and it's kind of natural wave and I like that description of dynamic skin movement where you can see uh, parts of the rolls or you can see almost like waves of skin going across your arm and it's just so exciting to be a part of being able to 
listen and create the same project for everyone but see it in all those different lights and all those different perspectives I, I do love how many how much you love saying that it's it's gorgeous see we did have fun it wasn't just intense disabled stuff for me this whole thing of like yeah having control over the narrative of how you're described and having it very much being in your hands and having like your voice describing yourself kind of um solidifies that even more I, I feel the same and I think it's been giving me thoughts of like how if, if there was a world where everyone could self-describe themselves and they would be the first people to do that, the world would be a better place. That's the, such a huge part of it could be people not describing but people judging and that's a problem mm. that probably people run into when they work with an audio describer that they don't have anything in common with. Oh well thank you so much for trusting me to describe you. I just feel like from our first phone call it just was very quickly apparent that we had a similar feeling towards this experience so it's nice mm. oh, thank you it's been an absolute pleasure working with the both of you you're both stone cold legends we are stone yeah. cold legends <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening we'd love to hear your thoughts let us know what you think by following us on facebook instagram and twitter this project is part of fact together a new online commissioning scheme to support northern artists in lockdown and has been produced in collaboration with Dada International, Dada Fest 2020. To find out more, visit fact.co.uk forward slash together. And don't forget, you can subscribe to our podcast, whether you are listening through Spotify, Apple Music or somewhere else. Subscribe now to receive notifications of new episodes. You can also stay up to date by subscribing to our weekly newsletter. To do so, simply head to fact.co.uk forward slash newsletter or one word. Take care, stay safe and stay connected.